Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, an early break. Fun show so far. Check out the podcast at theticketfm.com. We have Mike Schaefer here in a second here from 24-7 Sports. He'll be joining us in about I don't know, two minutes or so. It's on his way in. You got your back scratched with you this morning? <laughs> yeah, is that weird? No, you've made it normal, so... I've normalized the you've, back scratcher. You've normalized the back scratcher, so good for you. Yeah, this thing's imperative. Is it, though? Yes, it is, Jake. You, you use it like once a show. Yeah, well... That's imperative? Yeah. You just rub your back on the door. Rub my back like a bear. on the door. Like a bear. <laughs> yeah, is that what you do? Yeah, I've done that before. In lieu of a back scratcher? Yes. They sell back scratchers at shoemakers. Well, of course they do. Yeah. They sell, they sell everything at shoemakers. Yeah. They have claws. Your Christmas like- shopping headquarters <laughs> in Lincoln. <laughs> they look like little claws. This one's a good one. Should I try it out? No, this is I, mine. I can't use your back scratcher? Well, it's kind of disgusting if you How? think about it. I don't, I'm not getting on the skin. It's, oh, if you do on your shirt, go ahead. Yeah, here. Look, try it out. I'm not going to do that. Just look do it on your shirt. Don't here. stick it do, down that shirt. Do you put it down your shirt? Absolutely. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, Harrison like does too. Yeah. yeah. Why do you put it down your shirt? Well, why not? Yes, this does the job right there. This does the job. Okay. You need to put it down your shirt. Now, that's the weird thing. Sanitize that thing. Wow. Okay. All right. That's where we're at with things. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Are you offended? I'm not offended. I'm just bothered. That's one way to put it. You, know, you don't have to be offended. You can be bothered by something. It doesn't have to offend you. Let's try to help people out there with their... Uh, we're very offended in this world. Their uh, language. Yes. All right. Schaefer will be here shortly. Uh, I want to ask Schaefer. this. Mike Schaefer will be here shortly. I wanted to ask this earlier. As you recall, in the spring and the fall, <coughs> a, a, a person, a player last year that was had a cult following for Nebraska football and did play and, and had and had a had some moments, but then was then eventually went back to the bench. And that person was Jacques Yant. Now Jacques Yant came in as a walk on to Nebraska. Uh, but he was, again, somebody that people liked the way he ran. They liked the, all the stories about him and the idea of him being this, I don't know, this, this hard-nosed running back. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if you have any contenders right now who might be the 2022 version of the cult following that Jacques Yant had last year. That was pretty unique. I don't. It'd be hard to come up with something that unique, like a walk-on... It, 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 it either be a burst. walk-on or like a, a a player that we just haven't talked about at all much. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. What else are you going for here? I, I mean, it's really hard to another under the radar guy that might ex, you know that could explode to be have a cult following. A cult following. I'm telling you, the you're really come on. You know that I in mean, the spring really and the fall, Jacques yet. Yeah. There was a cult following for him. A cult following. Yeah. There's like a cult fan club for Jacques Kesey last year. And we're going to get Schaefer involved. Yeah, Schaefer's, Schaefer's I, it's here. hard to 
to fit someone into your pigeonhole here. I know. Well, a player that's off the radar who develops a cult following. I don't know who that is. I, I, well, we got Mike Schaefer here from Twenty Four Seven Sports. Who, I mean, there's a big difference between just saying someone who comes off the radar and plays well, and between between that and someone who develops a cult following. It's <laughs> a cult it's a cult fan club. Hello, for Yeah. Good morning. So Shaver's got a very serious face this morning. Well, I, What's I up, walked in face? and you guys are trying to put Jacques Yant in a pigeonhole, which doesn't <laughs> seem like that's going to work at all. I don't know if you've seen photos of him, but this seems like man. one of those sort okay, of so ask ill-conceived ideas ask that occurs question. on this show. Well, I was just curious. You got <laughs> Many. <laughs> Yeah, so that's where the serious is. Yeah. Yes. Jake at one point today said, "Thanks for bearing with us." I did. <laughs> first, we talked the first se- the entire first segment about Troy Aikman maybe going to Monday Night Football, and leaving Fox. I, we'll ask Schaefer. Okay, that. I want to I want to comment on that. Yeah, I'd like point. I would like you to right now. Actually, let's do it. Okay, okay. Let's go to that. Yeah, yeah let's go to, go to that. that. Yeah. So my my comment is more like I don't regard Aikman as like the best of the the color analysts. I'd okay. probably put him like third or fourth. Ooh, ooh. Uh, the guy that was directly behind him at Fox, who I think might ascend to his role, I think Greg Olson's really good. Okay, the former tight end uh, <clears throat> okay. for the okay. Carolina Panthers. Okay. So yeah, I haven't um, seen much and of a him couple so- other. He I- was so he was in the number two. So like Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson were like the second in their like lineup. They basically sort of rank them out without actually ranking them out. And they would usually get the second biggest Fox game. Okay. Um, I think Greg Olson's really good. I can't disagree with you because I haven't seen enough about Olson, but I, I think Aikman's number one on the analyst list. Really? Yeah. Uh, Sip loves I, Troy. I would still probably go Chris Collinsworth, but part of that is the, the whole Sunday night football package is the best on television for broadcast. I don't oh, think there's a – I don't think there's a better – like if your team is playing on Sunday night football – you're getting the best viewing experience, in my opinion. Okay. Now, Buck I, I, Aikman would change that. Um, that they would be the best viewing experience. Well, so is Buck going to ESPN two? There's been there's thoughts that he might be asked to come over to ESPN two. I also. so I don't know. So the part of it with ESPN is I don't regard the rest of their their NFL broadcast that particularly spectacular. I mean, they just keep throwing stuff against the wall and hoping that people pay attention. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that's that. I didn't hear the Joe Buck piece. I only had read right. about the, yeah. well, the Troy, right. Troy Aikman's the one so. now, but that would be a big, I mean, I'm not a huge Joe Buck guy, but, uh, that would be a huge for ESPN. who's basically had a revolving door, mm-hmm. uh, for what the last 15 years. Yeah. I, I'm all about bringing back Monday night football at a certain level. It's never going to ascend to where it was with, with Howard Cosell and Danny Don Meredith. Yeah. And, they they need to create a feel around. I don't right. I don't know how to explain it as well as I probably should because I work in words, but the the Sunday night feel is just so much bigger. Yep. Than Mo- Monday night feels like an afterthought. I so know. that's where I, I think know. you're coming from. Well, it, that is exactly where I'm coming from. Yeah. So Buck and Aikman would help with yeah, that. Yeah. Aura. Aura. Is it a word we're looking for? Gravitas? Or yeah. A little gravitas. gravitas aura. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something that shouts, this is big. Yeah. And what Buck and Aikman do is sh- when they're on your screen, you're like, okay, this is this must be important. This yeah. must be important. At time, part of it, part of it that's difficult for the CBS and the Fox is that they sometimes bounce from that 
noon to three twenty five window. So it doesn't part of why Sunday night True. football feels big is it's in that spot. Yeah. So ESPN would be able to build off of that because it's always going to be Monday at seven fifteen. Yeah, there's a there's a generational issue in this discussion because your dad, um, Jake's dad, me. Well, Monday Night Football used to be big when I it first got into the enormous. NFL. Yeah, like, it was, it was a huge deal. Yeah, it was enormous. If the Vikings played on it, I had to get permission to skip, like, Boy Scouts on Monday <laughs> night <laughs> wow. so I could okay, watch. So yeah, you're and I never got that permission, so I was right. always angry. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. yeah, it was enormous. Yeah, so I'd be wandering into the second quarter pretty annoyed by the whole thing. <laughs> so you are old enough to sort of remember. Yeah, I, I transcend, like, you know, born in 87, you yeah, still have enough experiences yeah. before everything sort of became entirely online. Yeah. Or yeah. switched in the way that it were broadcast. Yeah, before Ben got messed up. Yeah. <laughs> His words. <laughs> so, you, you think Aikman's the third best, though? Collinsworth yeah, won? Yeah, I would, I would put Romo you, over him, too. Okay, that's debatable. I don't know if I'm going that way anymore. Romo talks way too much. He talks too much. Like, the moment when there's a big listen moment. To, listen to Mr. Talks you, too much. Yeah. No, there's, no. <laughs> He's going to use a lot of words to tell you someone else talks too much. <laughs> there, there is a, a special thing in broadcasting about when a big moment happens. Right. You let, you it, let the crowd noise You let it out. breathe. And Joe Buck, I think about, for you, Schaefer, the Minneapolis miracle when Stephon Diggs scores the touchdown. You know, he goes, Diggs, touchdown. And there's a minute and a half of nothing. You're just seeing the cameras tell the words. Tell the story, excuse me. Tell the story. Yeah. The, you know, Stephon Diggs celebrating. Yeah, that makes sense. The, the Saints players just distraught. The fans going crazy. And then finally you had him after a minute and a half, you know, Aikman silent. And then he chimes in. Romo does not let anything breathe. Mm. The moment something happens, he's got to chime in and butt in with something. Ooh. So the, the difference so there you is. You've got to let it breathe. You've got to let it breathe. People identify with Tony Romo because that's how people are when something big happens. They're not sitting silent. In their house, some people do, but they, they will Well, if it's bad, I but guess, they're letting yeah, they that tell the story, though. Letting the fans and the cameras tell the story. Romo's, I hear you. It's special. There's that something special. And I, I get it. Like I, I definitely like that. In baseball, you get a walk off home run. I mean, I want to hear the crowd noise for sure. Absolutely, so I, I understand it. I also understand where Romo's reaction elicits a strong, favorable response from people because that's how they react in their own mind. That's how they react when something incredible happens in front of their eyes. They're generally not silent about it. So they view it's more of a humanistic response rather than a broadcast response, which is basically to let the, the story play out. You know what it, it comes down to with me? Aikman just seems like the starter and Romo seems like the backup. It just seems like Romo's just a backup to me. Aikman's the man. I have learned more from Tony Romo in football broadcasts than I have ever learned from Troy Aikman, who generally comes off somewhat, like, stoic a little bit. That's what I like. Yeah, and, it you know, if you're, if you're looking for yeah. the silent cowboy, yeah, yeah, you're going to get that. From kind of the stronger, from, stronger dude. I will say that know? Troy Aikman, knowing that his contract was running out, had more interesting comments in the last three months of his career at Fox than he did in probably the first 13 years. He was pissed he was not at, um, what game was he, the, yeah. the AFC game, what? right? Was he? No, I, I don't remember which game he was at, um, but I do remember that being like a no, big no, deal. No, sorry, he, he, was at, um, he was at Eagles the first round game, Eagles Bucks, the blowout game. Oh, yeah. He wanted to be at the other. We wanted to be game. at Cowboys 49. Right. He, uh, oh, as, as he, was, okay. he was, yes, he was pissed Which, about I mean, Yeah, I can see why he'd be he pissed pretty about much, that. Without saying he wasn't, he wasn't happy to be there, he was very clear he was not happy to be where he was at. Okay, let's go to Schaefer with your pigeonhole question. 
<laughs> let's just do a hard transition. Well, just let's try it again with Schaefer. It did, it fell flat with me. I know Schaefer, where he's coming from. Yeah, Schaefer. I, I was I was asking again the twenty twenty one Colt following player for Nebraska football was Jock Kesiant. He was a walk on. He right. had a great spring and fall. He's a guy that people said, Oh, that's a hard nosed runner. Look at him go. He's got to get playing time. He did play. He had moments. He was great against Northwestern. Then he was not great against Minnesota, went back to the bench. But the point is, that's a guy that a lot of people cling to. Mm-hmm. That that's our guy. Is there a guy you can say right now you think that they maybe is under the radar that people might cling to this spring. This spring. So it's it's a lot harder because Jock Ant was kind of easy to identify for sure. several reasons. The physical size of him, mm-hmm. the fact that he would appear in the strength and conditioning videos, that there's just a segment of people that get really jacked about those. Mm-hmm. The amount of times in the last five years I've been asked about Chris Walker mm. and who that is because of what he looks like in those videos versus the reality of what he's contributed. And I, I'm not trying to take that away from Chris Walker. No, I'm I just saying, like, there's just a certain subset of fan who gets really excited about how yoked a guy looks, regardless of what actually occurs right. through their career. Right. So Yant was So Yant being the size that he is certainly jumps off the page. The fact that he walked on to Nebraska and conceivably could have played, uh, you know, D1 football somewhere else also adds to that kind of allure. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then – and then, it's a position where it was a completely wide open thing. So you get another subset of people who just kind of clamor for the dark horse as it is anyways. And you add all of that up and there's, I don't know that there's anybody currently on Nebraska's roster for the spring that is going to bring that many factors right. to create the cult following as you have described it. Um, it is a cult. I, but there's always so it it doesn't you know Jock Ant was one of the larger ones but there's always a couple guys that emerge in spring yeah there we go um, there, I that, got a couple names if Shaver you know, does they they kind of become like a spring storyline did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon this means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage if this may impact you the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Anthem Health Plans, Inc. I I wouldn't be shocked if one of the young wide receivers gets a little bit of run, whether it's, you know, people get reinvigorated by Elante Brown. Okay. Yeah. They get reinvigorated by Will Nixon. Two guys have kind of. Let's not, go with Brown. Let's not go falling with Brown. off the radar, but they just haven't been discussed a ton mm-hmm. uh, because of either injury or opportunity. And now you have a new wide receivers coach. So I think that plays into it. Um, Henry Lutovsky. Yeah, there's a good one. Hmm. Wow. That's a good I, one. So that's a good one. He could from, be your starting right guard. Right. Just from talking to people that were over there throughout the year. Henry Lutovsky was possibly one of Nebraska's seven best linemen last year. They -hmm. chose not to play him. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a a freshman redshirt. He was my favorite offensive line recruit in the class for 2021. I think that he has... um, Yes. uh, uh, 2020. uh, Whatever he was. Uh, 2021. I, I think he has like all Big Ten potential. Like, I think he's a road grader. I think that he has a physical makeup that is unique. Um, you know, his testing numbers are borderline insane athletically for a guy who is 6'6", 330 in high school. The amount of weight and force that he could move 
with the speed that he could bring. I, I just think he has the potential to be a really special That's offensive a good one. lineman. That's a good uh, one. I got, so, a na- I got a defensive name. Okay. Jamari Butler. Yep. I've been waiting for him to break out for a little bit. Um, that's a guy that outside linebacker, basically kid. one year of high school football, had 18 sacks, needed to learn a lot. Athletic kid, basketball player. It's kind of the only concern is that there's just been this sort of shuffle, um, I think, with like, it started with Javon DeWitt, and then you have Mike Dawson, and now I, I assume Mike Dawson's still going to be his primary coach. Yes, uh, but he is. It, you know, you kind of want that to settle in, and then that's sort of a top-heavy room where you got to find that playing time between Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, Feldarius, Feldarius Payne. But Jabari Butler is definitely someone who could break out. Yeah, watched Butler and Gunnarsson at that position. Blaze Gunnarsson. Yeah. Yes. If, if for defensive back, Marquise Buford, someone yeah, the staff one. really liked. That's, that's a, a name one. I expect we hear quite a bit. Okay, if now you want a deeper name. Yeah. Uh, yes. Kobe Bretts is someone that could be of interest too. Mm-hmm. Uh, really athletic Safety. guy. Uh, so those those oh, are no, kind of the names. No, he might be a nickel. Brett's might be a nickel. Okay, they uh, moved him around. Well, a bit. I think I don't know. We'll see on that. I'm probably talking out of turn at this point, but I, I would watch Buford for sure. Marcus yeah. Buford. I think Tommy Hill, Marcus Buford, um, Braxton Clark, those Omar guys. Brown. Yeah, Omar's not going to be in the spring though. He's injured. Um, mm-hmm. I, oh yeah, he got hurt at the end in his uh, FCS season. Yeah, I don't think you'll see Omar Brown, but that, at that other corner spot opposite Quentin Newsom, I think Buford and Tommy Hill and Braxton Clark will be. It'll be a hot. It'll be a hot competition. Hot, hot. Two guys got to play safety, and we don't know who the hell they're going to be. Miles Farmer, maybe. Yeah, he's probably. I mean, he's got the most experience, the most but experience. he was not good at the end of last right. year. Right. I'd watch Deshaun Singleton there very yeah. closely. Yeah. He had a, a, not he had, but he's someone that I have liked quite a bit and I think there's a reason they didn't chase other safeties I think they're higher on him than maybe people realize Schaefer who besides Ramir Johnson like who are you looking at at running back for this year in general whether it's spring or fall what what who is like number two to you <laughs> I mean I, I think he is Gabe, even number one I think Gabe Irvin uh, will have an opportunity to earn back some of those reps I mean I don't know how much this spring he's going to be able to play um, if at all Anthony Grant fascinates me because he chose nebraska over some other opportunities that were out there and nebraska is a pretty deep room so i kind of want to i want to hear from anthony grant as to why he felt like this was sort of the place for him and and i think this all kind of occurred right around the time that brian applewhite was being announced so i don't even know how much brian applewhite was involved um so i the running back room is kind of a picture that needs to it's very unsettled i think you have ramir but we don't know exactly in what role Ramir could be used. I mean, I, I don't know that he's going to be a feature back again in 2022, but he's going to be used in some capacity. Um, what that is might be more as like a third down back or a passing back or a guy that, you know, you you kind of split. I, I'm not looking yet again. I am not looking for one guy to get the lion's share of carries at Nebraska. I just don't. I don't know that they have a workhorse running back. Uh, maybe the freshman A.J. Allen, when he arrives, completely takes the room by hmm. storm. Uh, but it feels, once again, that Nebraska is going to have to piecemeal the running back thing uh, committee-wise. Maybe somebody emerges, but I'm not super confident in that. Uh, Nebraska this week did land a, a verbal commit for a quarterback for 2023, William Watson the third out of Massachusetts. Uh, what do you like about him? What do you know about him, Schaefer? What can you tell us about William Watson the third? I know quite a bit. Okay, um, let's do this. This is a guy that he he gets knocked for his 
overall size. He's probably right around six foot, maybe a shade under. Uh, but he's got a big arm. I mean, if you Does watch he? the highlights, he throws, and the comparisons pretty much stop here with just kind of the, the high school highlights. He throws a ball somewhat similar to Tommy Armstrong. Like, he can push it downfield with, you know, whoa. a lot of touch to drop it in on guys whoa. in with the deep ball. I mean, He's I, got a gun like that? He's got a pretty big arm. Tommy has a in big a arm. Small, in a small frame, he's got a big arm. And he can throw guys open. He can read coverages. I know from talking to Brian Doan, our 24-7 sports analyst, who also knows you pretty well, by the way. He mentioned uh, for me Brian to mention Doan. that. Yeah, thank he you. He used to work at the L.A. Times. I think oh, yes, you, I do. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah that that – it's me. He yeah, found man. out that we did uh, radio. He's like, "Oh, mention my name to Sipple. See yes, if he yeah. remembers." I'll I let him know that you yeah. forgot. No, <laughs> yeah. no, I no, no. Now that you mentioned L.A. Times, I do remember. Uh, so he's out on That's the East way Coast back. now. That's yeah. way back. No, he yeah, he was out there for a long time. Uh, so he's on the East Coast now. He's more East Coast analyst. Okay. What he likes about William Watson is that he works through his progressions really well. He thinks he's one of the rare high school kids that can get to a third or fourth read huh? pretty quickly. Uh, he throws guys open. I mean, so what we're talking about here is someone with high arm talent. Okay. He did have offers from Michigan, Oregon, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Uh, Michigan this is, this... or Oregon. Pittsburgh. That's good. That's yeah. a good list. I, I think that the knock is basically he's not that tall. Right. But he's a pretty good athlete. He can run, but he's not like a runner. He's not someone that you're going to expect to get 800 yards and 12 touchdowns. Like Tommy? But he can... Like to Armstrong? Well, Armstrong was a pretty good runner, not a great runner. Right. I don't. I don't know that I would make. I think that Armstrong is probably a better runner because he's more physically he's built bigger, to handle yeah, that. Bigger. Yeah. Um, this would be more of a guy that could maybe get you three hundred yards and like five touchdowns near the goal line. Um, but he has that athleticism. But he's he's a pass first guy, and he's got a really good arm. And this is the kicker: he's known Mark Whipple since he was in sixth grade. He's been working with Mark Whipple. Uh, you know, when Mark Whipple was at Massachusetts, he was recruited by Pitt when Mark Whipple was there. He was likely going to commit to Pitt if Mark Whipple had stayed there. He had worked with Kenny Pickett in the past. Like, this is a guy who knows what Mark Whipple wants. This is a guy whose family has been around Mark Whipple. This is a guy whose dad is a football coach. And this is a guy who's won about every game he's played in high school. I mean, he's a winner. Like, he is a total winner. And what I thought was really cool on Tuesday, this is a 16, 17-year-old kid who went out into the gym at halftime of a basketball game, takes the microphone. There's no hat game. There, he just mm. he gets up and he says, I'm going to the University of Nebraska, and everyone is Jack. Like I, You can tell he's a leader amongst wow. his peers. Wow. He's a leader in his school. Oh, he's a great school. Like, I mean, he's got intangibles that <clears throat> ooze out the ears. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be excited about. It's just a data point that everybody comes back to. He's from Massachusetts. He's a little bit short. I don't think why is the Massachusetts thing because there's not a lot of high level football. I mean, he's not going against a ton of D one guys. Is basically what it comes down to. But he plays seven on seven nationally, so he competes against other players. I mean, I I just think from an intangible standpoint, you love what you're getting here. Is he going to be a multi year starter? I have no idea. But this is someone that clearly Mark Whipple has identified that he likes enough. And Nebraska didn't have to take him in February, so they obviously like him a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, they could have sat for a while. This is the earliest commit they've had besides Logan Smothers in the last decade. Quarterback? Yeah. Normally they get June. June is kind of like where they hang out with landing their quarterbacks. And so to take a guy in February, to me, it tells me they really like him. And this is solid. This is not a guy who's going to no, end up at Penn State. I mean, this, he, the connection with Mark Whipple is really strong. Yeah. That's, and the, that I helps. mean, the, the family loves the idea of coming out to Nebraska. I mean, I, this is just. 
I mean, it's done. He's gonna be he's gonna be on Nebraska's campus next year. And all of a sudden, the Avery Johnson, the JJ Cole talk goes by the wayside. Yeah, I mean, Nebraska, I think sized up their chances with those guys. They and Mark Whipple likes William Watson a lot, and so rather than wait it out, they went and got their quarterback, who's gonna be in, just as he's involved with his own school, he's gonna be involved in helping peer recruit Nebraska's class yeah. as well. There was a there was the suggestion to me that with Avery Johnson, the quarterback in outside of Wichita, that you might just be chasing a ghost there. Probably. I mean, it, especially given that Nebraska didn't start particularly early in that right. recruitment. Right. I mean, we're talking about a guy that knew Mark Whipple since he was in sixth grade. Like you, you know, you you have these relationships. In Nebraska jumped in on Avery Johnson in December. Yes. Most of the teams the recruiting him were probably doing it months in advance. Yeah, the previous staff wasn't in on Avery Johnson. Yeah. So. Uh, previous staff. Weird thing to say. Since yeah, it's, well, it, yeah. Previous I mean, offensive staff? Yeah, yeah. Four yeah, other guys. Yeah. That were previous <laughs> quarterbacks coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, um, yeah. So, and then J.J. Cole is probably going to end up at Iowa State. I think Nebraska could have hung in there if they mm -hmm. wanted to. I kind of feel like William Watson fits a little bit better, the hybrid of the of what Mark Whipple's passing offense can be with Scott Frost's okay. play-calling concepts. Okay. All right. Wow. There you go. There's wow. an update in the quarterbacks. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, Schaefer. Hey, before we get to break, you Schaefer, your money, Schaefer, this hour is sponsored by Great. Trek CBD at 84th and Highway 2 and online at trekcbd.com. Schaefer, what do people need to know about Trek CBD today? Well, as, as always, I mean, a tremendous place to go where you can get educated on what it is that you want with your CBD needs. Uh, if you're like me and you like to disappear in, in Delta 8 space every now and then. The other day I was watching Yellowstone and had taken one of those and it kicked in and it really enhanced my overall viewing experience. I just kind of felt like it was just me and Kevin Costner walking around the ranch for a little while. That's wow. probably and cool. that was nice. That was probably it was nice. nice. So uh, if if you're just looking for the like I've always said don't, to don't take get, the edge don't off. Don't get kicked by a horse though. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't go directly behind a horse. No. You stay to the side. You learn these things. Yes, in Columbus. Well, <laughs> With Boy Scouts, as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, I mean, I I can't recommend that place strongly enough. And like I said, Scott, Shannon, Hunter, they, they all know their things. They all they have a wealth of knowledge. They've been in the industry a long time. They can help you find what you're looking for, and they have an assortment of products that can get you what you need. Trek CBD, you get 84th and Highway 2, and also online at trekcbd.com. When we come back, we'll have Mike Shaper still, but we also have a special guest joining us. Yeah, we have another another guest. It's this guest is crazy. galore today. This is oh. crazy. It's up next, an early break in the ticket.